This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Well, it's an interesting story, really. A fascinating um, one. So this is coming out of Haiti now. Haiti, they have expressed skepticism over, the, over Kenya's offer to lead a multinational force to help the Caribbean nation respond to months of surging gang violence, questioning whether another international mission would bring uh, more harm than good. Many people in Haiti um, say that the sexual abuse and a devastating cholera outbreak that have accompanied foreign forces in the past decades failed to inspire much trust. Uh, but they also said uh, ongoing bloodshed in the country leaves them with few other options. The Haitian Prime Minister, Ariel Henry, uh, made an appeal to the international community in October to establish a specialized armed force in Haiti, um, which has been plagued by political instability and rising violence for years. Let's speak now to the National Security Law and Foreign Affairs Legal Analyst and also happens to be former foreign policy advisor to the Haitian government, Johanna LeBlanc, joins us on the line from the U.S. Good morning to you and thank you so much for joining us. Yes, good Good morning. Right. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. This is an interesting one. Um, you know, of all countries, especially when you've got to, when you consider that, I mean, in the past, any intervention has either come from the U.S. or from France and that's so on in this particular part of the world. Just uh, in terms of the distance between the countries, it was very interesting um, that this uh, offer would have come all the way from Kenya. What do you see your understanding of the background to where this offer came from? Well, I, I think a lot of people in, in the Haitian community and um, in, in around the world were, were also just as surprised. Uh, but but I think what it shows is it shows um, the Pan-Africanism spirit, right? Pan-Africanism, unity, and collaboration, solidarity, uh, right? Um, so, I, you know, I've been following um, President Ruto um, since, he was, um, since, he's, since he was sworn in. And, and he's a very courageous president and very bold, and he's been very outspoken about the role that neocolonialism and imperialism have played in the underdevelopment and, and the undermining of um, democracies um, all across the world, including the African continent, countries across the African continent and, 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 and the Caribbean. Um, so, so because of, of that, perspective, um, it it gives some people um, a bit of ease. However, human rights groups um, do have concerns because, as you know, um, the United States, um, uh, there was an intervention in 1915, um, which lasted for, 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 for decades, and it did not bring about any stability into the country. Uh, and then followed by um, the, 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 the UN um, that was in, in the country and which brought cholera into, into the country and, uh, and, and, and mm. killed um, thousands of people. And those folks have yet to receive yeah. redress from, from the UN. Um, so people are, are concerned that perhaps Kenya is being used um, as a black face yeah. um, to carry out the objectives 
of the United States and the U.N. Um, because the U.S. does not want to go in in terms of bringing, bringing a force because, as you know, there's currently a, 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 a war um, in, in, in Russia with Russia and Ukraine, and it's an election year, right? And, and the last thing that the American people want is to send their children abroad um, to um, provide um, military um, support or police support to another country. You're going to have to explain that to the American people. Yeah. Why are you using our tax dollars for that? And more so because of the past history, there's a lot of resistance. I'm glad you just touched on that uh, where you say it's a, um, you know, sending in uh, forces to go and do, is it a policing job or what? Because I think this is not insignificant as well, is it? What essentially is the challenge being presented here in Haiti? Um, you know, it's a civil, dis, uh, you know, some sort of kind of civil unrest or instability. It's not a military operation, which is why they're being, which is, it's most unusual to hear of foreign police being asked to come into another country. Yes, you've heard of, uh, you, you hear of military interventions, but this one uh, bringing in foreign police into a country, how on earth would this even work? So right now, um, what's happening in Haiti is that um, the the police force is severely under um, understaffed and, um, and 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 just does not have the capacity to address the humanitarian the the insecurity crisis in the country um, because um, the country has been overpowered by gangs. I mean, 80% of the country is now controlled by gangs, and those gang members have more sophisticated weapons than the police officers. So Haiti is a population of roughly um, 11 million people, and the police force was roughly 10,000, which has significantly decreased um, since the COVID pandemic. Many of them have died, um, have left the country, um, and have completely left the police force um, uh, in entirety because of, of 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 how dangerous it is right now to to patrol uh, to provide um, um, security services to to the country. Um, so so the country needs support in the United States over the past um, several start um, over the past several years um, has spent more than 120 million dollars to strengthen the Haitian National Police, uh, but it's just not enough because the gang keep growing stronger and stronger. And quite frankly, and I think it's important for the viewers to know, um, Haiti does not have, uh, does not manufacture weapons. In fact, there was an embargo on Haiti um, when it comes to weapons. Um, and, and reports show that about 90% of those weapons mm. come from the United States in particular mm. from Florida. And they're in the hands of gangs and criminal formations. By all accounts. These are not political groupings or some kind of insurgents or something? Yeah, so so the thing with Haiti is that, which makes it very, very unique, unlike what we see in other parts of the world, in particular places where there is terrorism, is that this is not fueled by an ideology, yeah. right? This whole um, insecurity issue, it's fueled by um, one, lack of political will 
by the Haitian government itself, as well as Haiti's international partners. Um, secondly, it is fueled by, um, quite frankly, poverty. Uh, people just don't have access to jobs and economic opportunities, so it's easy to recruit a 9-year-old, a 10-year-old, and hand them a gun and tell them that you're going to feed them, um, and they're going to carry out whatever is needed. Um, and second, and thirdly, uh, you, you have people within the elite group who, who are working with those gangs, who are paying them to patrol their, their properties and, right. and, and their neighborhoods okay. for their own security. But what's also interesting when it comes to insecurity in Haiti right now, everybody's impacted. Um, in the past, when there was insecurity, uh, perhaps the elite uh, were, were, were targeted. But now you see even the, the, the lady who's selling um, bread on the side of the road is being kidnapped and is being targeted. Mm. Quick one then, what are the prospects then of what, what's likely to happen in your view? Uh, in that, will this uh, intervention from Kenya be um, accepted and how is it likely to be received by Haitians who've already raised the uh, question marks about another foreign force, then let alone uh, being a Kenyan force? Well, what I can tell you right now is um, the human rights groups do not want um, this to happen um, they, because they, 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 they believe that, um, you know, it, it needs Haitians to solve their own problems and that they are concerned that this is just a black face to address, um, to do exactly what the United States wants to do, which is an intervention. There's a, a great deal of, of resistance. Um, when it comes to to to, to Kenya, um, sending in um, a police force, uh, but 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 Kenya before Kenya could even do that, um, I think there's going to be an assessment. Um, there, there, there's there's going to be a delegation sent to Haiti to assess the situation on the ground to see the to do a feasibility study, um, and then after that, then there will be decisions made. Uh, but the Haitian government itself um, needs to set perimeters if this were to have to happen right. uh, for example one right. how long would the kenyan police force stay in haiti because that was the issue in in, in, in previous mm. years mm. um it, when we had the u.s occupation when we had the u.n um in, in the country uh, those perimeters were, were not clearly set forth and mm. also what are the repercussions for extrajudicial killings of, mm. of, of citizens right um so i think all those perimeters need to set forth um not by kenya per se but the Haitian government. But the reality is that the current government um, is not one that's elected. We, Haiti does not have any elected officials at so, this moment. Um, yeah. is ruling by decree, and the people do not have much faith in him. They believe that he is illegitimate. Um, so they are concerned that this illegitimate leader is not working with yeah. a foreign country to bring in some sort of stability when the, the, the illegitimate prime minister has not been able to deliver for the people since yep. he has taken power. Johanna LeBlanc, it's a most fascinating story here and what a complicated uh, situation it is out there in Haiti as well. Thank you so much for talking to us as always. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Johanna LeBlanc is National Security Law and Foreign Affairs Legal Analyst, also former policy, foreign policy advisor to the Haitian government. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.